Hey everyone, and welcome back to Books with Spice, please. I'm Al. And I'm Katie. And in this week's episode, we're going to be discussing and reviewing Scream for Us by Molly Doyle. So this book is super fitting for spooky time. It's been on Katie's TBR since last Halloween, and it's been past time to read it, I think, on the podcast. We haven't done too many, like, horror. And so I had read it, I don't know if it was earlier this year or last October season, but I had read this one before. Yes, and I, it's been too long of a wait to read it because it was so, so good. So this is a book on your TBR you've been waiting to read. Do it. <laughs> it's so good. It was really intense for me. I think that if you feel like the triggers might be too much for you, I feel like just listening about the story might be interesting enough because it is a wild time. It was really well written too, I felt like, and I really enjoyed it. So you and I both got it on audible i guess i should talk about the genre really quick just to clarify that it's a suspense why choose romance there's a little bit of gore in there some like violence so content you know and it was number two on the amazon amazon charts for the horror thrillers and suspense and erotic of course so yeah so the erotic horror thrillers erotic suspense <laughs> that was no- so it's really popular and i think for a good reason like you said it was like a romance novel but there was just a lot that i was just like whoa mm-hmm. and there's a lot that is done and i think it's 122 pages on print so it's not very long but a lot happens yeah so this author, Molly Doyle, was popular on Book Talk last year. Um, so I listened to it back when it was going around or popular on Bookstagram after it'd been on Book Talk because I don't take I don't take much of what Book Talk says very seriously. I'll be honest. At least half <laughs> of us do. <laughs> but <laughs> when it comes up on Bookstagram, I'll pay no more attention to it. So I was probably even late on the train for it back when i read it yeah because you're not really even on tiktok a whole lot it's mostly me if you see any activity any videos that's like that's all me (laughs) i know you're just way more on tiktok than i am i'm i can be on bookstagram some of the time (laughs) (laughs) i'm the social media person (laughs) oh my god i know what do I do? I'm not sure. <laughs> We're kind of lost right now with Books of Spice. That's okay. We're just chilling. And um, also, um, side note, I'm watching my mom's puppy again for the first time in over a week. Uh, well, maybe not over a week, but yeah. And so you might hear her. She's really fucking nuts. Yeah, and I actually have two new puppies. So, yeah. They do weird shit, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to put that out there because she just like came and attacked me right now. I'm like, oh my god. We just have to get this over with, so, so everyone bear with us. Power through this. And thank you for joining us. <laughs> yes. So we both listened to this on audiobook, and so what's different about this audiobook was that it was produced by Jacqueline Kelso and Voeros's like production company. I think they've got something that they call it. Um. But they're research that more because I have no idea either. <laughs> well, I was just yeah, it was interesting. It was more of like a performance than say like a regular 
audiobook, I guess you could say. I'm not I'm not sure how to mm-hmm. phrase it. Like it was an audiobook, but there was a lot more noises. There's like a it was dual narration, so it wasn't just like chapter every other chapter, like his point of view, her point of view, because his voice would come on too during, you know, answering questions and stuff. Right. Which I really liked. Because you don't hear that a whole lot. Yeah, they they talk back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's and it. That's it. Yes. It was kind of so weird for me. That was kind of that part that was just like, what? Ah, like, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Like, I loved I, it. I thought it was good. I don't know if I would go back to that audiobook style, though. It was okay. a little distracting for me. Really? I, I, I thought it made me feel more immersed, I think. Yeah. But... Yes. Anyways, with that said, I listened to it t- on two times speed, and it was like two hours and sixteen minutes, two times speed, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah, it's a shorty. It's yeah, it's not super long, and it's also available on Ku if anyone wants to read it. Right. So this one particularly, "Scream for Us," is part of a series. There's a second book out called Melt for Us, and it came out on October 31st this last week, or whenever you're listening to this, October 31st. No, no, no. You got that little mixed up, babes. (laughs) Melt for Us is a Christmas time novella, and that came out last year as well. And then the book that just came out on the 31st of October is called Bloodshed. That's a full-length novel, and it delves more into the backstory of these boys, the masked men. And it does cover events that happen on Halloween, what happens in this story. So it goes through all of that and it goes through more and like a bit of life after that night. So, okay. So Bloodshed's the second in the series and they it's, also have a Christmas novella. It's, tech, it's technically, I think, the first. You don't have to read Screen Press because it covers everything. It's okay. just like full length. Okay, okay. So like if Scream for Us was a taste, Bloodshed is the soup. It's the full meal. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, that's She's a lot to better. Okay. So but that's yeah. really cool. I, I'm really into Christmas, so I'll definitely check that out. Trigger warnings. Remember, we are an 18 plus podcast. This book goes into a lot. There's like physical assault, attempted sexual assault, explicit sex mentions, and there's mention of self-harm, bullying, murder, there's like blood and gore, mass kinks, wreck play and choking, sex without a condom, which I don't know, that's interesting. I definitely, yeah, debating, what was your thought? I just wanted to say to you that this list is part of what was in the author's note in the beginning of the book. And I think there's even some more, but I was just like, I'll just put this in just to be safe. Double check, of course, like always. She has a more extensive list in the story. Yeah, there's a lot that happens. And we'll talk more about like the kings and stuff when we do our spice review. For sure. Yeah. Because it goes, it goes into degrading and praise. There's... Just so much that happens. So much. It's wonderful. But go ahead and read us that quick summary, Katie. Okay. After wandering into an alluring Halloween party that is said to go down in history, Quinn finds herself captivated by three masked men. As she immerses herself 
in a night of both pleasure and pain, she finally has the perfect opportunity to bring her darkest fantasies to life. Or death. And from now on, spoiler warning. Do, 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 do. All right. So we're going to keep character list pretty simple. Quinn is our main female character. She is also a fellow smutty romance lover, so I thought that was pretty cool. And then we've got the three masked men, known as Ghost, Michael, and Jason, all inspired by the horror movies, which, you know, they're based off of. Their masks are based off of. And then there's some high school bullies. Yes. The high school bullies were a large part, like, of the theme of the book. And I do want to note, too, that this doesn't take place in high school. It's after high school. So I think, like, she's college-aged. Yeah, she is. So. With that, let's go. Let's get into this. Yes. So, the story starts off with her wearing a corset bodysuit and fishnets tights to go to the party. She's all dressed up for Halloween, which it's, is basically just dress slutty, right? Yeah, she's very last minute. She's working with what she's what she's got. She doesn't really know what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, and then she doesn't get out much. Right, because you know. Like us, she likes to just read her smutty romance. Mm-hmm. Um, then a dude starts getting gross with her while they're dancing and won't listen when she tells him to stop. And Ghost comes up and grabs him. And he says to her, I quote, you ever fucking touch her again, I'll put you down like a sick dog. He talks like that? Like, it's, it, it's so intense. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and also, honestly, okay, I know you and I have some difference in opinions on the way, is his name Vos Arrows? Vo Arrows. Vo Arrows narrated like, it, but I thought he did a really good job with this guy. A little unhinged. She sounded unhinged the whole time, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely liked the the way he read the characters, for sure, like their voices and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Vo Arrows, like Arrows, like the Cupid. Yeah, okay. okay. I just couldn't remember if there was, like, an S at the end of the V-O part, or if not. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, right. So, but what yeah. What do the V-O stands for? Voiceover? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> That's okay. my best guess. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Somebody tell us. Or maybe if you're listening. <laughs> it was a bunch right. of, I Somebody think we're mutuals, knows. actually, on Instagram. We might be. I think we might. Actually, I'm going to check that right now. Are you? Yeah. It's not to be messy, but I think I might have unfollowed him. No, we're following him. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he's following us. For me. What up? <laughs> um, so after that, a huge bloody fight breaks out, and the dude in a Jason mask grabs the guy in the ghost mask. They, like, grab her and, like, make their way out and they like lead him away from the fight like the ghost guy yeah to get him out of the fight and they like leave mm-hmm. and ghost tells her i have this urge to kill he hesitates his voice low anyone who touches you yes it's, it's he's so unhinged like right <laughs> off the bat i love it it all makes sense at the end i fucking love how this all turned out but then there's, like, this Vampire Diaries reference I just put a note in here, and I thought that was really funny, because she's like, oh, Jason Voorhees and Ghost, now I know how Elena must feel choosing between Stefan and Damon. I was like, what? Oh, I remember that. That was so, like, <laughs> wait, what? I know. It was really funny. It was very brief. 
Yeah, it was it was definitely like a why choose like comment, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. She doesn't have to, unlike Elena. <laughs> and that <laughs> young adult <laughs> romance. <laughs> and then he says to her another good quote. I've been watching you all goddamn night. I want to fuck the sadness out of you until you're screaming and I can see while coming around my cock. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, whole thing, he calls her Little Quinn all the time, and I put a question. Cute or not? (laughs) I wanted to ask you what you thought, if you had any thoughts. I definitely loved that. I did too. I thought it was really cute. I would like to be called Little all the time. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I thought it was kind of cute. I was like, oh, he's like this really unhinged person, but who's super hot and like sweet too. Who's just, I don't know. He was giving me all the feels, you know? Yeah, he's moody in all the right ways. Mm hmm. Exactly. So this is all supposed to be like a one night thing because she wants him to make all of her darkest fantasies come true. Yeah, it was really funny because he's like, I don't know how dark you think, but I don't think it means the same as mine. <laughs> I know. And so they get into some into some some kinky sex a little bit. Mm-hmm. He blindfolds her while she's being eaten out. And takes it off when they're done. And that's when she sees that the other two, Michael and Jason, had been watching them. Mm-hmm. I quote, you're upset, he observes. What part of dark fantasies doesn't involve having other guys watch as you get that sweet little kind of rose eaten? I mean, he's got a point. Like, that's fair. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. And she's just totally fine with it. She, I mean, she was definitely a little shocked at first, but I feel like that's fair. Like to be a little shocked at first and then like once you kind of realize that like she was safe the whole time you know mm-hmm. nothing kind was of, like, harming her right and i feel like having the guys have their masks on i feel like that brings a whole different level of like separation between i don't know you know what i mean like somebody watching you i guess i don't know maybe maybe that's just me in my head but yeah a little bit more yeah, more separation. I think I feel like there's a word I'm trying to think of, and I cannot. Can you hear Opal? Uh, no. Can you hear my kids? Yeah, <sighs> Opal's just like standing, singing. I was thinking, what are you doing? But what is the, there was a word. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. That little taste of voyeurism. Yeah, and it's just like a little bit removed because you don't know who this person is, so there's like a nominee. Anonymous? Anonymity? I don't know how to say it. Yes, yeah, there's some... You don't know who it is. She doesn't know what they look like. Right. It could be anybody under that mask. I know. But they end up going back to the party, and they run into a girl who had bullied Quinn in high school. And her and the other kids said that Quinn was the reason that her father had killed himself. Like, Mm -hmm. her dad had committed suicide, and it was, like, how they bullied her. Yeah, and he could tell, like, that that interaction really bothered her, but she wouldn't really tell him about it at first and just tells him to, like, distract her from it. Yeah. And does he ever, because afterwards they go back to dancing down at the party. All right, we'll get back into that, like, little distraction, I think, more on the spice segment, because afterwards they go back down to dancing at the party, and some dude comes up to her and grabs her and tries to dance with her. And Ghost has to come to the rescue once again. And he tells her, here's this little, 
back and forth exchange that they have. I quote, get your fucking hands off her. Or what? He lifts his knife and spins it between his fingers. Or I'll gut you like a fish. He coldly remarks. And then he grabbed the dude and stabbed the knife through his fucking hand. He wasn't joking. He had him pushed up against a wall, I'm pretty sure. And then he says, if you ever put your filthy hands on what's mine again, I will hunt you down and I will kill you. Slowly. He's he's unhinged. And then Jason carries her high heels and Ghost carries her through the gravel road and out. Back out of the party. Mm-hmm. They're done with that place. Enough of the disgusting guys. No more having to save her from those guys right there. And she asks him why he's always saving her. And he tells her, I quote, It's all you've ever wanted to be protected, safe, he sharply states, cutting across the front lawn of a house. We will keep you safe, little Quinn. And then he goes on to say, I quote, I didn't come to your rescue because I'm your knight in shining armor. He places me onto my feet before taking my face between his gloved hands. I'm the villain, and I want you all to myself. But he doesn't keep her all to himself. Nah, he can share with his friends. That's fine. (laughs) He's just helping her fantasies come true. Of course. He's a gentleman that way. (laughs) He's a gentleman villain. I don't know. So, Ghost finally takes his mask off, and I quote, Striking blue eyes, striking blue eyes, surrounded by thick, dark lashes, highlighting his disheveled black hair. He wets his plump lips with the tip of his tongue before they curl into a devious smirk. His sharp, chiseled jawline clenches tight as my gaze travels down to the tattoos covering his neck. Ghost is more handsome than I ever could have fathomed, which only seems to make this harder. Yeah, it's only supposed to be one night. Mm-hmm. So she's like, damn, how's this supposed to be only one night? When you're so hot, bro. Yeah, <laughs> lucky her. He could have been ugly, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> At least she's attracted to him. Yeah, exactly. He could not be attracted to him. <laughs> like, oh, put the mask back on, please. Like, ooh, the fantasy was more exciting when I couldn't see her. Yes. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, anyway, she yeah. thinks he looks familiar, too. So keep that in mind. And he didn't plan on taking his mask off, but he wouldn't have been able to kiss her if he didn't. So obviously he had to. And he counts down from 10 to give her the chance to change her mind about the night. And she's like, I'm not. No, I'm here. I'm not changing my mind. Yes. So they go into his apartment, right? Oh, my God. Yes. I loved this part, too. This is when she he's, like, trying to give her that decision. She's like, are you, if the, if this is this happening tonight or not? And if it's happening, then this is my place, right? So she goes in and she sits down next to Jason. and. She guides him to touch her, and he starts eating her out. I just want to say that this fucking book made me get over my fear of these guys from the horror movies. Because when I was younger, my brother used to, like, torment me. He's, like, eight years older than I was. And he used to fucking freak the fuck, like, just make me scared of Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees especially. And would, like, put up the the poster of Freddy Krueger in his room so I wouldn't go in there and, like... (laughs) All of this stuff. He used to be Jason Voorhees for Halloween. It freaked me out. But this 
This intrigued me so much that I actually watched Scream for the first time the weekend before Halloween, and I loved it. I was like, yep. Okay, so I, I, I love Masked It's fine. Is Scream a comedy? There's some funny elements to it. It was really, I really, really liked it. It was more of a slasher for sure than like a horror, scary, scary movie in a sense. Um, It kind of poked fun at like the 80s horror movies and the fact that all the teens once they're no longer like they're safe with their virgins but if they have sex they're gonna die because that's a huge thing in the friday the 13th movies yeah (laughs) and the um whatever it's called jason and friday movies so i thought that was kind of funny i honestly don't really know much about any of them the guys were hot too so this book had me twisted up though because i was like yeah this would have been this movie would have been better if it wore more like Scream for Us and the FMC didn't end up killing the two guys that were so spoiler for Scream. Instead, like they didn't ever kill her mom, but also like got her into killing with them and like it was like a MMF. <laughs> I was oh. like, that would have been so hot, you know? <laughs> that would have been so much better <laughs> than like the way it ended. Because there's another movie out. There's like a second movie of the same people and I am I don't know. I thought there was like a Scream Four. Like, I, there's, I think there's a sixth movie my brother said was about to come out. Yeah, and there's I know like Sarah Michelle Gellar was in one of them. Uh probably. Drew Barrymore was in the first Scream. Yeah, she was killed right away. Yeah, it was cr- it was crazy. Um, but it's like it follows like the storyline, and I just I don't know. I'm very intrigued now. This book really helped me. This overcome. book follows that storyline? No, this book okay. over overcome my fear of like yes. and like it turned my fear into something something else. Okay. Something new, you know? Yeah. Like masks are hot. It's Fair. hot. I watched the new Halloween movie. And he's not hot. Michael Myers? Yeah. No, but the concept of the masked man, you know, the mask. I know, but yeah, I don't know. I don't like. Yeah, I don't. What does Michael Myers even look like? Um. Well, he got his mask taken off in this movie, and we didn't see his face. Okay. It was just like I couldn't remember what his mask looked like. It's just like white and creepy. It looks like he took someone's face and put it on his face. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that movie was crazy. It was, like, I, really dramatic. I think I saw, like, the first Halloween. Are you talking about the new one? Yeah, I'm talking about the one that came out, like, last year. Mm. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is like, this movie is about trauma. <laughs> trauma. Trauma. And I was like, damn, this movie's about trauma. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole... Anyway. <laughs> I... Yeah, I don't mind slasher movies and stuff like that. I much prefer gore and horror movies over demon and ghost movies i give me a serial killer every night of the week over a ghost casper is out of here i loved casper too i loved casper i had a big crush on casper i did not like casper even those ghosts in that movie you didn't like it his uncles really freaked me out wow okay yeah i mean as an adult I obviously I'm not scared of it. It's not scary, but as a child, even then, yeah, and that I just was like, you need nope. a sexy ghost story to help you get over your fear. 
Oh my god. I know. And yeah. then we can watch Insidious and I won't be scared anymore, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's how it, it works with me. <laughs> no, right, you gotta read that Tiffany Roberts book. I can't remember, but it was so good. He's like an entity and then he came back to life. Okay. But she definitely fucked a entity. Or he fucked her as a shadow thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I read that one book where the one demon she was having sex with was a ghost for the most part of the whole series. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, that Whitehall or Whitehall. Yeah. They had flying ghost sex in her dreams <laughs> together. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> There's but another. Yeah. Why choose book where the FMC was a ghost? It was weird. I didn't really like Whoa. it too much. That sounds but weird. I liked the concept. She was there wasn't dead? really yeah, she was a straight up like ghost. But there wasn't really sex really in that book. If I did, if there was I I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. Anyway. Anyway, where were we? <laughs> we are talking about Jason's description now. Okay, yes. Tell us about Jason. Jason's description, I quote, My heart instantly hammers at how drop-dead gorgeous he is. Dark brown hair and hazel eyes with such masculine facial features, shirt over his head, large tattoos on his arms, chest and ribs. He crawls onto me, the toned frame of his chest pressed to mine. Mm-hmm. So she's really intrigued by his muscular body. Yes. Can't do no wrong with that. So we've got two descriptions of the two boys. Do we get a third description, or does she not see him yet? Mm, I feel like she did see Michael, but I must not have put it in the notes for some reason or highlighted. I know I'm going to be reading the other books. I'm going to read Melt for Us first, I think, and then read the Bloodshed book. Or maybe, I don't know. But there's going to be more info on those, both, all the guys. Do you know if Roeros is reading them again? Because I probably would continue the series the way that I started it, with Roeros reading it. Um, I think, didn't he do Melt for us? He might have. I and know then, I So, go, go, go. No, I was on a tangent. I was going to start talking about the book. I other book I listened to him was Games We Play. Oh, that was just turned out not to be a good thing. Right. That was horrible. But I liked the audio that he did in that one. It was different than this one. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. It, yeah. It was a little more toned down, if you could say. like Not as intense. Right. But I feel like maybe it fits the theme, I guess. Maybe I'm being too stubborn. <laughs> yeah, I think it fits the theme. Like, with yeah. how unhinged he is. And, like, it's not... It's more than one person narrating. I do, I do love that. And then, um, yeah, so I just saw yesterday on Instagram, Molly Doyle posted an audiobook big news coming soon. So I'm hoping that the announcement that goes with that is that Jacqueline and Bo Eros are back to do the whole, whole book. Cause that would be, I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. And they did a really good job. I really liked it. And I would honestly buy it to have on Audible. Because I just, I listened to this through Hoopla. Hoopla? Yeah, oh Hoopla God. had it. That's crazy. I didn't know Hoopla had it. That's how I got it. Yeah. Damn. I got it on Audible. 
Maybe I, I, I'm pretty sure I got it from Hoopla. That would be so cool. I'll check that out and see if it's on there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hopefully, I'm not lying to you, but I think that's where I found it. I mean, I mean, what? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we're about to wrap up the book. It's really quick. Um, she then tells them about the girl at the party that she had that interaction with and why she was so uncomfortable and ghost fast to make them all pay for what they did to her with their life. And he's not joking. She tells them that they all work at the haunted house. They go there. Long story short, ghost kills the three of the worst bullies and Quinn, meanwhile, waits outside initially, but then goes in to check on ghost and they have this crazy like sex in the haunted house. I think the fire had already started too. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, covered in their blood. Yeah, like, covered in blood. And she didn't even notice it until later when they go home and, like, he showers. They shower together. Yeah. And she that's when she leaves with Michael. So we get a little bit of Michael time while Jason and Ghost distract the cops. <laughs> and she's just, like, so freaked out and worried. But they it takes them a while, but they eventually get back home to her. Right. And, like, they tell her that, like, that they've done this before. Mm-hmm. They're like, don't worry, we've done this before. Have you not ran from the cops before? Like, no, it's not a common thing for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, But she didn't, like, she didn't know that they were, like, gonna kill them. Right, right, right. It was, like, a whole haunted house horror situation. And they did get everybody else out first before the fire they like waited for the last and like blocked anybody else who tried to come in and be like it's closed bye so you know yeah no innocent victims (laughs) yes very thoughtful to make sure that yeah very thoughtful Mm -hmm. um but that's where it ends off right pretty much they have like a lot of sex yeah She's, like, deciding if she's going to stay more than just the one night. Um, She, like, goes to sneak out at one point, right? Yeah, so they're sleeping. Like, Ghost is sleeping, and she runs into Jason in the kitchen, and he's, like, she's going to he's gonna be upset. And she's just like, well, this is what we had already decided. Bye. And then we get to a scene where she's, like, reading her romance novel, and Ghost appears and is like, hey, you left. <laughs> Where'd you go? And it had been revealed that he had been stalking her for months. I was like, yes. <laughs> why do I love that? It's perfect. That's why he looked so familiar to her. Right. I feel like that's kind of low-key, like, really creepy, though. Uh, it really is. He's unhinged. He's fucking creepy. And we get more of the backstory of, like, why they're all, they're apparently all so obsessed with her, but Ghost is more forward. We get more of that backstory in Bloodshed. So I'm really excited. Interesting. So we get to see more of, like, them haunt, like, stalking her? I think so. I'm hoping so. Okay. Okay. We need a good stalker romance. Yes. I I really liked this one. I want okay. more of the stalking. Yeah. Well, okay, okay, okay. Stalking happens in this one book I just read. Um, there's a little bit of it in Medicine Man. Um, but then there's oh. stalking in the book Torn. 
by Perian Cole. Okay. Tied by Perian Cole. Tied a little bit. Um. So that was good. Okay. So like the only stocking that I have, um, that I can think of up on top of my head is stocked by the Kraken, and that's pretty low key, pretty harmless. Like he's just like that's her his mate, so he's like stalking her. Mm-hmm. You know, to keep her safe. Yeah, and then haunting Adeline, which haunting Adeline was okay. I felt like there was too much propaganda in it, like a lot of save the children propaganda. And that's just too easy. A lot of people use QAnon for that, so I was just a little thrown off. And I didn't like what? the way some scenes were written. You know, save the children and QAnon. Oh, I know about that, but I'm saying it's in the book? Yeah, it's a lot of Save the Children. Like, this guy, the stalker, who's really, he's like, Sade is really fucking crazy. And he has this whole thing saving children from human trafficking. Which is cool, but there's a lot of overtones, I felt like. Yeah, we don't want QAnon around. Which, and it's just, I don't know. I don't, I could be just reading too much into it. I just, I there are some writing issues that I had problems with, too. Yeah. But I liked the concept, and I liked... I don't know. There's a whole... We can go into a different discussion on Haunting Adeline. Um, but I wanted more more stalking, because that like kind of was my first experience with stalking. I was like, okay, I can see why people like this as a trope, as a thing in darker romance. I just don't have enough experience on like reading books with stalking in it. Yeah. We'll definitely have to get a good stock. I feel like we'll definitely do this book. Bloodshed. We should definitely do Bloodshed, like, on the pod. Like January's episode, when we do season three? That would be great. <laughs> that sounds really soon, babe. I know, but if it's we could listen to it. <laughs> We've already got December planned. We are almost done with this month. We're going to finish up Zodiac Academy and we will record Medicine Man for November. It's okay. Oh my gosh. All right. I need to read more. Yeah. I've got to get on my Dramini fixation. I got a couple arcs this month to read and books for a podcast. <laughs> right. I'm pretty caught up on the podcast so far, but... I am okay. I just checked my page number in Medicine Man. I'm on page 99. That's good. And a little shout out to our cool tabs that we made with book or with the girl in red shop. They're looking so good. They're looking real pretty. Love that. It's a good. I feel like it's a good book for that because the spice, like, I I can't wait. Just have one little tab for I for the intercourse so far. So I'm very excited. Yes. And that was masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he—that's where this book like leaves off, though, where she's deciding to stay. Mm-hmm. And this comes and gets her. Yeah, and that's it. That—that's the end. Yes, short little novella. And that brings us to our spice rating. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I. Let's start with S for sexual tension. Okay, so I felt like this had a good amount of sexual tension. There's not a slow burn by any means. But, yeah. 
I yeah, I felt like she the tension was more of like her trusting them and her reaction towards them. Yeah. Like when they did things. So like the first quote I have here happens as soon as Quinn sees that the dude who choked out the guy groping her. Oh, ghost. Wow, I can't believe why did I write my notes like this. So as soon as she sees that ghost chokes out that guy groping her and this I quote he tells his head to the side, studying my reaction, and my body reacts right on cue. My nipples pucker, straining against the material of my corset. My inner thighs become drenched. My face is flushed, and my breathing is labored. She is like, ooh, that guy in that mask? <laughs> Just came to my rescue? Hello? Turn on. <laughs> <laughs> Save me some more, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Say with some more, Daddy. Oh my God. So, um, yeah, I feel like the sexual tension was pretty good. I the like letting herself go thing. Um, and I thought that was interesting because she was like kind of on the fence about the other two guys for a while because Ghost was like, like you said, way more upfront and like forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I'm hoping to get more of a balance in the next books. Yeah. And so here's another sexual tension moment. As soon as she's alone in the room with Jason and Ghost, there's, I quote, red hot sexual tension, an electric current in the air, and my inner thighs once again become slick. Well, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like straight up, this is sexual tension. Mm-hmm. It tells us. And then, <laughs> like, it does, like, straight up, here's some sexual tension. Gold star. <laughs> and then the last quote I have here for sexual tension is, I quote, The seductive slow melody I've just chosen sounds through the Bluetooth speaker in the living room of their apartment. Ghost hands me the glass of Red Bull and vodka I have requested as Jason sits beside me on the black leather couch. Sexual tensions couldn't be higher. Once again, <laughs> let's... Just plainly say the tension, the sexual tension is high. <laughs> Thanks for the info, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Makes our job easy. <laughs> but that brings us to penis proceed for a pee. Oh my god. Stop. Huh? What's going on over there? What are they doing? They're just being loud. <laughs> I don't know. They just won't be quiet. That's fair. <sighs> I, okay, so, pee for penis pussy, I quote, Without warning, ghost enters me with one hard thrust, stretching me wide, buried to the hilt. And then we've got quotes like, he's too massive. Standing tall and strong, he bounces me on his thick, hard shaft. That sweet little pussy is my favorite meal. So it's pretty standard, good, smutty descriptors here. It's pretty average, I felt like. Yeah. I'm so excited for your tabs for Medicine Man. Listen, oh my that god. stuck in my head right now. That book is going to be so much fun to talk about. I'm excited. <sighs> yeah. I can tell already. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. Um, That brings us from P to I. I uh, for intercourse. 
SPI intercourse. Spice. Um, <laughs> there's oral double penetration with Jason and Ghost, which I was really excited about because I feel like I even know. in some reverse harem or in some white chooses, you don't get double penetration. No, I feel like a lot of them that I've read. We did Reunion. That had some double penetration. I don't think oh. Brooks Grave did. Reunion is, honestly, I look back on that. It was so good. It I was. I need to read it again. Why haven't we read the second book yet? I feel like because we're losers. We're just losers. I'm That's- a loser, baby. <laughs> so why don't you kill me? <laughs> yeah, it's too much. I'm so, yeah. I, I need to get into that because I feel like Alyssa Clark is on Hoopla. Like, she's up there. You, yeah, you said that, I think, just the other day, too. And it was really, really good. That's a book, guys. If you're looking for a little starter to dip your your toes into white shoes, that's a good contemporary white shoes. Really good. And it's, really like, good. Oh, so sweet. And you, you get all the boys in that one. You get Broody Boy. You get Labrador Boy. You get Sweet <laughs> Boy. You get all the boys. Yeah. Like, uh. It's so good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about. I felt bad because that was like one of our first episodes and we kept fucking up the name of one of the guys. Yeah. Because he was like called by his last name and his first name sometimes. And isn't it like my last name, Vance or Vince or something like that? Yeah. I couldn't. I could not get it together. <laughs> yeah. You kept calling him Vince. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Um, yeah. So, you want to give us some quote for that DP? Yes. I quote, Inhaling a small breath, my eyes close as I begin to ride Jason. Slow, steady movements as Ghost eases his fingers into my ass, stretching me, working me, curling his fingers in just the right spot before removing them altogether. Scream for us, Ghost Commands. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's, like, the haunted house scene where we've got the knife and blood play coming in. I quote, The back of my pants, I press the tip to her throat. She gasps, squirming beneath me. Yes, she encourages, and that's all I need. Please. Dragging the tip of the blade down her neck, I lightly nick her collarbone, and her body reacts with a shudder, moaning for me. Quinn tilts her head to the side, exposing her throat, sinking my cock inside her slowly. I graze the blade to her sensitive flesh beneath her ear smearing blood on her skin spicy so i thought that the knife and blood play was done really really well and i want to shout out another book that has blood play slash knife play that was done really well and that's vengeance becomes her by alexis c manis i hope i said that right but that's also a really good one Ooh. okay there's like i didn't know she had some of that in her book Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's really good that's cool. Really good. Um, and it's yeah. Anyway, anyway. Would you consider the stuff in um what are those books called? For Blood and Ash. Is that knife play? Is I can't remember. You have to re- refresh my memory. Does is there any like cutting or knife? I mean, yeah, she like stabs him during sex though um it turns him on he's like i don't think i don't i don't know i think it's a little bit different i feel like it has to be like during okay yeah that's fair 
Seven. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Castile. Hot. Don't forget, he's also hot. Or do we not say that? Uh, I would be really happy to be surprised. I don't really call him Hawk anymore. I know, but I was so happy at the end when he was Castile. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, that was such a good twist. I was I love that. Uh, such good. Thank you from Blood and Ash for getting us back into reading. <laughs> yes, please. So good. So that brings us to C for communicate. So that brings us to C for communication. Um You've got some quotes here that are good. I felt like their communication, like, overall throughout the book was pretty solid. She felt comfortable opening up to them, or ghosts at least. And, um, they were, like, never, like, talked over her and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So, that's the thing here. This is another part where we do this part of the writing a little differently because I have quotes that all revolve around the spice in the communication and the way they commu- wow. communicate spicy talk and you're like more like emotional overall communicating like the way they talk to each other outside of the bedroom too yeah yeah and that's what I meant like you know it wasn't toxic they didn't like argue it's pretty straightforward. Like, this yeah. is, I'm going to kill anybody who touches you. Boom, they're dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nobody's allowed to hurt you. And she felt super comfortable around all of them. But yeah. So these spicy quotes that you have here for communication, I quote, such a needy little slut, aren't you? I know you, I know what you want, but I love to hear you beg. I love that. That's so hot. Right? Good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, make me wait for it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good girl, he praises, squeezing my ass as he slams into me with an urgency. You're such a good fucking girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I got for communication. So we got a little bit of praise there. Some degrading. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some just good, dirty talk. Right. And he starts calling her the needy slut when, uh, I think it's when Jason is with them. Perhaps. Yeah, I think that was kind of like, they were, yeah, like, and I thought that was kind of like, oh my god, maybe I am a needy little slut. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe I am. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, Daddy. <laughs> yes. So. Ah, that's so funny. Um. So what that brings us to E. So that stands for erotic skinks and tropes. So this book, erotic. Yes. <laughs> It's number two in the erotic part. Obviously. Five out of five for erotic. Five out of five for kinks. I like the different ones thrown in there. Like, there's a whole bunch and some that aren't quite as popular in anything we've covered on the podcast, like the blood and knife. Mm -hmm. Breath play. It's good. It's good. 
couple. Oh, there's a you know. dog. There's a dog. I hear a dog. Yeah, he's itchy. He's an itchy boy. <laughs> um. So Jason asks Quinn if she wants to pace herself, and mm-hmm. she says yes. A little erotic. A little bit of I eat you out, you taste it moment. Oh, yeah, and she also calls Ghost Daddy in the haunted house, and that was, like, a big thing for him. He's like, oh, yep, can't contain myself anymore. <laughs> He's <still> like, yes. <laughs> they tie her up, like we've discussed before. We've got praise, degrading, um, yeah. There was, I touched, I touched her and I'll kill you, obviously. Um, they save her. So, pretty erotic. Um, and that wraps up the spice part. Would you call them boyfriends? Um, they're all daddy. Are they daddy? They save, yeah, they'll they'll fucking kill for me, and they take good care. Yeah, they're daddy. They're hot as hell. I thought they were good boyfriends. I was definitely on the boyfriend train. Uh, Ghost is definitely daddy. I'm undecided about Michael yet, but I feel like they're all going to be daddy eventually. Uh, we'll definitely have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm toxic. right what? A little toxic. I see your little note here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, they would definitely be both. Yes, they're definitely toxic. I don't know if they'd be toxic to her. But, like, they might make her life toxic. They're going to bring so much drama and murder into her life. Yeah, they already have. <laughs> poor woman who, <laughs> right, one night, how many murders? So many. And, like, <laughs> she just wants to read her romance novels, but then, you know. Now she's got these stalkers that are not going to leave her alone. That's fine. <laughs> they seem good. At least she's not on the other side of things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's all fine until someone gets back at her. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so what would your overall spice rating be, then? I'd give this one a good four peppers with all yeah. the different kinks and stuff. Right. And I think the horror part of it really adds that extra pepper for me. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it really does. The way they talk. Mm-hmm. And just, like, the blood and the, like, stabbing the one guy in the hand. Like, and there's then having just... sex right there, yeah. Right. And like... then, like, being turned on by that kind of violence. You know? Right. I feel like that would be... I don't know if I would be turned on, like, in real... I mean, I guess that's the thing. Like, this is not reality. Nah, it's different. definitely, like, a fictional thing. Right. We have Which to remind is... ourselves of that, guys. Some things so are depressing. okay in books, but not okay in real life. And listen. What if I was okay with it? What What this... if? Maybe okay. that's all I want. Maybe well, all I want is some man to just, like, stab someone for me. See, and that's that's fine if it's consensual. <laughs> <laughs> the stabbing doesn't ever... When is stabbing consensual like that? Listen, you don't know what people do. I don't know what people do. Okay, but, like, I want someone to defend me and stab someone. Right. That's that's what I want. 
I'll stab someone for you. Aw, in, in like In downtown. Downtown. We'll go, we'll go somewhere and try not to pick a fight, but then we'll win. <laughs> That's how I imagine it. Um, yeah. So, I... I agree. Four, yeah, we already said that. So, what will your overall star rating be? Honestly, I have to give this book a five. I enjoyed myself the whole time. And I loved the ending revelation where he tells her that he's been stalking her. I don't know. That just really made everything go from a four to a five for me. I can't explain why very articulately, you know. But I absolutely enjoyed everything about this book. I guess there's one thing I wished, and it was a little bit more time, like, with Michael. Mm-hmm. To see a little bit more of him in the dynamic. But yeah, he, it definitely just kind of seems like he's there, and then he's like just at the end. Yeah, I just enjoyed this book a lot, and I really like how unhinged they all were, especially Ghost. Yeah, yeah, this kind of horror style was like definitely a first for me, and I don't know if I'll like go seeking it out more. Oh uh, yeah, I thought it was done really well, and it was very fast paced. Like even for just being like one night or whatever. It was. It tied up so good. Like, I felt pretty good about the story ending, and I know that there's more coming, and I think it's perfect. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I kept, it, like, the gore and stuff was, like, really graphic, which kept me on my toes and, like, kept me interested. Like, I was like, dang, what is going to happen next? <laughs> like, right? Like, yeah. So I gave it, I gave it a four stars because it really, you know, and then on top of that, the audiobook like was distracting and stuff like that, but I still like enjoyed the experience overall. Okay. So like you say, the audiobook was distracting. I think we touched a little bit about this because we've got Jacqueline and Bo Arrows both narrating together. It's not just like she gets one chapter in Quint's perspective and voices everybody, and then he gets one chapter in Ghost's perspective and voices everybody. It's like while you get different perspectives of the characters, each voice still comes into play when it's time. When it's time. Yeah, you know? If, if like, it fits in Quinn's point of view and Ghost is talking, Eros is speaking for him. Yeah, it's very much back and forth dialogue, like real conversations. It's not like a man trying to lower his voice or higher his pitch for a woman's voice. Right. Which I always get really thrown off, honestly. I kind of hate when men voice women for some reason, but I love it when a woman voices a man. Like, I find that so... I don't know. Like, the woman who narrates the From Blood and Ash books, or pretty much any woman ever... I really like the way that they narrate a man's voice, but whenever I hear a man trying to narrate a woman's voice, it drives me bonkers. Yeah. Um I I don't have that problem. It de- I feel like it depends on what they're trying to do cuz I feel like some of them will like make it really really high pitched and squeak like too much. And yeah. Like, like, That's why I tried to listen to I think it's called The Princess Trap by Talia Hibbert. And the whole thing was in a male narrator voice, and I could not do it. I was like, nope. Not gonna do it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I think, so when I try to say, like, that it's distracting, I'm just, like, there's a lot of, like, 
noise around what they're saying. Like Boreros, at least I don't. I can't remember too much about Jacqueline. Uh, but, like, he would, like, there was a lot of breath. A lot of heavy breathing, yeah. Yeah, the breathing was, like, w- was just a lot for me. And okay. I know that a lot of people think that that's, like, a really attractive thing, and that's, like, a big part of his brand, and I totally get that, and that's why, like, I don't know, it just felt kind of distracting, like, so, like when he, he'd be like, fuck, <laughs> and I was like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Not everyone's into that. I just didn't notice that as much, I guess. Yeah, it it would kind of take me out of it because it was just, you know, but it's a style and I'm not knocking it at all. It just was a little shocking to me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but that is our review for Scream for Us by Molly Doyle. Thanks for listening and join us next Tuesday when we finally wrap up Faded Throne and Heartless Guy. To we get are- to that end book. That is not the end book. Yeah, I'm not. I'm kind of, yeah, we'll get into that next mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. We are live on Instagram <laughs> for Sunday Morning Spice, hopefully most Sundays sometimes, <laughs> from 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Times, when we talk about the podcast and chat about books. We will be posting um like a countdown or feeling like a heads up when we're able to make those dates. We have not been able to. Life's been too crazy. I've been sick. I've been busy working. Like it's hopefully we'll get back into the swing of things with that live show soon, but be sure to like, comment, subscribe. You can also find us on TikTok, Facebook, and anywhere you can find podcasts, the WeTube and YouTube. Until next time. Stay Stay spicy. spicy.